Narcissistic language is a masterclass in manipulation. It's subtle, it's insidious, and it's designed to control and dominate. Today in this episode, let's dissect some of these manipulative phrases to understand how a narcissist demonstrates their narcissism through the things they say. These seemingly benign statements carry a lot of weight and hidden meaning to not only break your heart, but bend your reality as well. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. I help survivors of narcissistic abuse go from feeling broken, hopeless and confused to healed, empowered and thriving. Before we begin with phrase number one, please subscribe if you haven't already because your subscription to the channel always helps in spreading awareness about narcissistic abuse. Now, let's get started with Number one, after all I have done for you, this phrase is a classic guilt trip designed to make you feel indebted and create an obligation where one shouldn't exist. The narcissist uses this to remind you of their good deeds, regardless of whether these deeds were asked for, needed, or came with strings attached. It's an attempt to shift the balance of power, to create a sense of obligation that they exploit to their advantage. My own mother, a master of manipulation, would use this phrase to her advantage each time I refused to comply with her demands. The words would drip from her lips, laced with a sense of betrayal and hurt. After all that I have sacrificed for you, it wasn't just the words, it was a theatrical performance that came with them. She would spit on her hands, literally a physical demonstration of the disgust she felt, making me feel as though I was the monster for causing her such pain. This was her way of burying me under a mountain of shame, making me believe that I was so ungrateful and that I was disregarding her sacrifices. The reality, of course, was that these sacrifices she spoke of were often self-serving. They were made not for my benefit, but for hers. And yet she used them as a weapon, a means of control, a tool to keep me in check. The guilt, the shame, the obligation, all of it was designed to keep me under her thumb, to make me more compliant, to make me feel as though I owed her something. Phrase number two, you will never find someone else like me. I am sure you might have heard this as well because this is one of the most common ones. This statement under the guise of a self-praising jest is a fair tactic. The narcissist attempts to instill in you a fear of abandonment, a fear of being alone. By making you believe they are one of a kind, irreplaceable, they aim to make you more compliant and more willing to tolerate their abuse. They are preying on your insecurities to maintain control. My mother was a master of this tactic as well. With a sly, knowing smile, she would say something like, you won't understand now, no, you will only understand when I will die, you will cry your soul out on my grave, but you won't find me or get me back. Her words were like a knife to my heart, igniting my separation anxiety. The thought of losing her was unbearable, even though she was the source of my torment. The fear she instilled in me made me forget all the hurtful things she had done, all the pain she had inflicted. I would rush to her, hug her, and forget everything but the fear of losing her. Phrase number three. You want a cheerleader, not the truth. This phrase is an example of projection and manipulation. Narcissists use it to portray you as someone who is unwilling to accept the harsh reality they are supposedly offering, suggesting that you would prefer 
mindless praise and encouragement instead. In a sense, they are accusing you of wanting to live in a bubble of positivity, devoid of any critique or reality checks. However, this tactic is often employed when what you are seeking is radical honesty, not mindless cheerleading. The truth you are after is not harsh criticism or belittlement, but an open, honest dialogue. You may want them to acknowledge their actions, to admit their faults, or to discuss problems without resorting to blame or denial. When the narcissist says, you want a cheerleader, not the truth, they are attempting to dismiss your valid need for open communication and accountability. They twist your desire for a healthy, truthful exchange into a perceived need for constant approval, effectively diverting the conversation away from their actions and behaviors. This phrase is a powerful evasion tactic enabling them to sidestep any responsibility for their actions while simultaneously undermining your feelings and concerns. Phrase number four, learn to love, not hate, and to forgive, not blame. This phrase, seemingly wholesome and wise, becomes a weapon in the hands of a narcissist. On the surface, it sounds like a call for compassion and understanding. However, in the context of a narcissist's use, it demands for unconditional love and forgiveness without them taking responsibility for their actions. Basically, unconditional acceptance. They are suggesting that any anger or blame you are holding onto is misplaced, that you are the one in the wrong for holding them accountable. It is another tactic to shift responsibility away from them and onto you. It is their way of saying, I am not the problem, your inability to forgive and forget is the problem. Number five and the last one. Why don't you do something to amuse me? This phrase is a stark demonstration of a narcissist's self-centered mindset and objectification. When a narcissist says, why don't you do something to amuse me? They are effectively reducing your role to that of an entertainer, an object whose sole purpose is to cater to their amusement. The narcissist's sense of entitlement is evident here. It's, it's there. They believe they should be the center of attention, the focus of all activities. They are dismissing your needs, desires, and feelings, reinforcing the idea that you exist only to serve them. Your value in their eyes is tied to your ability to keep them entertained, to keep them satisfied, which is why they always want you to do something for them. Through this phrase, the narcissist is objectifying you. You're not seen as a person with thoughts, feelings, and desires, but as an object existing for their pleasure. This form of dehumanization breaks you at the soul level and makes you feel used and abused. To sum it up, narcissistic language is a powerful tool of manipulation and control. Through seemingly unharmful phrases, narcissist guilt trips instills fear, projects their insecurities, dodges accountability, and objectifies their victims. I hope you found this episode insightful. If you did, let me know in the comments, drop a like, share this with others. I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin and continue.